Welcome to the So Verve Lounge, a podcast for modern entrepreneurs that focuses on digital marketing ecosystems for small businesses. Join your host, CEO and marketing director, Stephanie Rubio, as she brings you marketing tips with a shot of Cafe Con Dulce. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Sober Lounge. My name is Stephanie Rubio. I am the CEO and Marketing Director here at Sober Marketing Group, bringing you this bonus episode. So what I want to do with these bonus episodes is that I want them to be very condensed. So I don't know exactly how long these are going to be for, so bear with me. But once in a while, I get a really good question on social, or I'm having a lot of the same conversations with a lot of community members and even colleagues, and they're prompting me to want to create bonus content for the podcast. The reason being is is if a lot of people are having the same conversations, then let's go ahead and talk about it. And so today's topic um, comes off of our previous episode, number 115, where we're talking a lot about Instagram Reels and sort of like the feedback that we've been getting regarding Instagram and what that has looked like and what it's going to continue to look like for you as a small business owner. But more than that is we're starting to realize just the impact that it's having on algorithm changes. And some of these changes have a lot more to do with the time that it takes to create these reels and what we're going to do after we've created the reels. So we are seeing a huge impact, okay, in the algorithm already with engagement. So we've been seeing a lot of community members have a conversation surrounding the engagement on their stories has gone down, um, as well as their regular static feed posts. But in my opinion, that hasn't been the case, at least in my experience lately. And this is taken into account all of the accounts that we manage here on Suburb, including my own. Okay, I've had two wonderful, fantastic opportunities sort of present themselves for myself as a personal brand. Um, And I have a lot of community members and colleagues also have a lot of success with static content, meaning just photos. So I still think that good content and content that aligns with your objective, I think it's going to still be successful. I think Reels has a place, but I definitely believe that graphic and photo content still, um, as long as the content is good, then you should have no issue. You should have absolutely no issue with that. The conversation for me, though, is what are we doing with all of this reach and all of this engagement that you are receiving from Reels? What's the point? Because a lot of people are having sort of like a starstruck moment or an aha moment because they've never seen this kind of engagement. Uh, Many of us have because we, when we started Instagram five, six, seven years ago, a lot of people were experiencing these 300, 400, 500 likes per post. That was not new to us. That was normal. 
But a lot of people that have started accounts since, and now they're seeing these numbers with reels, this is the first time that they're experiencing this big reach, okay? And my question is, and the question that I'm getting a lot is, now what? What do I do with that? And so the answer is very simple. Reels is a type of content that you're creating for this platform. And the platform is telling you that this is the kind of content they want to see. This is what is going to feed the algorithm. This is no different than a, than a blog post for your website ranking when it's a thousand words plus versus a 300 very bare, <laughs> no keyword organization. Um, or hierarchy type of content piece on your blog. So one is going to rank over the other because Google likes, you know, those crawlers like very well organized, long form pieces of content that are keyword optimized. Okay. The algorithm for Instagram wants to see video. And so it is just a type of content. At the end of the day, you still need an Instagram strategy And then if Instagram is your number one referrer, and we've talked about the importance of understanding your analytics as a whole, not just for each platform, if Instagram is your number one referrer, it is the number one way. Now, if you're an Instagram coach and you're listening to this podcast episode, then you probably already know all this information, that information isn't necessarily for you. But if you are a small business owner, Say you have a pizzeria, say you have a hair salon, say you have a dog grooming um, company, then you may want to stick around and listen because for you, Instagram may not be your number one referrer. It just may be a way for you to gain brand awareness and it may be a way for you to gain traction on, you know, your audience members. So it is a part of a bigger picture, your overall marketing strategy, specifically your digital marketing strategy. Okay. So Instagram plays a small part in that ecosystem that is your overall marketing. And so in and of itself, though, you can create a micro funnel, a micro sales funnel for all of that content that you are creating for Instagram. Now, if you're creating stories daily, okay, so one of the things that we know is that about 57 plus percent of brands that are consistently posting on stories are receiving effective communication back from their audience members, meaning that the more they share, the more positive feedback they're getting, okay? So if you're consistently sharing on stories, if you're sharing video, if you're sharing graphics, if you're sharing user-generated content, a lot of this is going to be helpful. Reels plays a small part of that overall picture, okay? So one of the things that I want you to start considering is what are we going to do with all of that? And so that is why the idea of creating an Instagram-specific funnel for those of you who love the platform and it's your number one referrer and it's the platform that you like sharing the best in and you get the most traction in, that's where you should then obviously, you know, 
you know, stay, stay, that's where you should stay at. And that's where you should sort of keep a lot of this condensed type of content. So if we're looking at a funnel, we're looking at it like a triangle upside down. So at the top of you have a top, you have a middle, and you have a, a bottom front of the funnel. The bottom funnel is really where a lot of that good action is going to take place, where people are buying from you, whether it's scheduling appointments, whether it's ordering, placing an order, or buying something from you. That is what we're looking for. That is the exchange that we're looking for, okay? So if we're looking at that funnel, at the top, we have... Again, all of this amazing content that we're creating, stories, posts, reels, um, it could even be ads. That's another and separate conversation that we're going to be having here soon on the podcast because at the end of the day, a well-placed ad with great copy, fantastic, you know, branded um, graphic or a photo is going to translate better and it's always going to give you a better ROI than organic content right now. That's everyone, even teachers, people, coaches, consultants for Instagram or that are giving you a lot of this Instagram worthy content at some point, maybe not now, but at some point they will be running ads. Eventually everyone is going to run an ad at some point in their business. And so you shouldn't necessarily steer clear of that. I understand why people want to do organic. I understand that they don't, they maybe not want to place their funds to support the platform because it is, you know, it's an exchange for the platform. Um, a lot of people don't want to quote unquote pay to play, or a lot of people don't have the income for it. And all of that is okay. We understand that. And, um, and we understand what it is, but you should consider you should consider it as a, a type of content at the top of your funnel, okay? How people are entering your funnel, this is one of the reasons. This is one of the ways that people, you know, enter the funnel. So in the middle then, what we have is your community managers engaging with your audience. And this is where, again, another great piece of of information is differentiating between a social media manager and a community manager because they're not the same thing. Social media marketer and a community manager, again, are not the same thing. Community management is there to manage your community, replying to comments, replying to messages, really handling um, that communication between your brand and your audience, okay? And that is the middle funnel. That is why when someone replies to an email newsletter, when someone replies to a comment, replies to a, you know, sends you a direct message, messages your company, um, that contact that an audience member, that a potential customer, that a potential buyer, that a potential client has with your brand is so crucial and it sits right in the middle of your funnel, right in the middle, okay? That for me is one of the key differentiators between why somebody stays at the top of your funnel and how why somebody buys right away okay taking the time to have that interaction is key and this is why a lot of brands okay and a lot of marketers like myself are encouraging as CEOs and C-suite um, you know individuals to to start creating accounts for themselves 
to continue to nurture that ex- that brand experience. Because when you hear directly from someone in the C-suite or when you hear directly from, you know, the top of, top command of any brand, you feel good about it. You feel, okay, they're, they're, not, they're, being, very, they're being transparent. They're willing to engage. They're willing to ask, answer questions. There's not a lot of um, red tape. People like that, okay? And so this is why that is important. That communication is key and it sits in the middle, right? So creating a strategy for how you're going to manage your community is key, okay? So creating content for Instagram is only the top of your funnel. It doesn't mean anything. If you're just creating, 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 and then you don't you don't reply to comments, you don't reply to men. And I have had this happen to me where I re- I comment on someone's post and, I'm, and the, the comment just sits there. And they never reply. They reply like seven days later. And I'm thinking to myself, so either you don't have someone helping you with this, which is totally okay. I was a solopreneur for many years myself. And I manage my own uh, personal brand account on Instagram. And so I try very, very hard to make it a point to reply at least within a couple of hours because it matters. And people don't want to be um, left with, with with just their comments. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, they're taking the time to interact with your content. They obviously like it. If they double tapped and they left your comment, it could be a colleague. It could be someone in your same industry. It doesn't matter. I know I've heard a lot of, of conversations surrounding you shouldn't comment on competitors, but maybe that person isn't seeing you as a comp- competitor. Maybe they just, they like the way that you do something and maybe they can refer people to you. You know, I have had a lot of colleagues refer people to me because maybe that person wasn't aligned with them. Maybe they, they, they spoke Spanish and, you know, I'm bilingual or maybe, um, that person just wasn't an ideal client for them. And so you never really know, you know, I have a lot of colleagues myself who have programs and courses, um, and things of this nature. I don't have those things. And so if someone can't work with me one-on-one or they cannot bring the entire team on as an agency, then, you know, maybe they, as a solopreneur can invest in a course. So that's where a lot of my colleagues come in. So you got to think about you know, why people are engaging with your content. And if there are, you know, whether there's a, like I said, colleague, it could be a customer, they have a question about your location, menu, it's never, uh, there is no stupid question when it comes to, you know, having that one-on-one interaction with your community member. So the importance of this, the middle of this funnel is key, is so key. At the bottom then of that, of that entire funnel, we have then um, the sale. Okay. And how we're going to get to that. And that is, you know, super important. So this is where we start having conversations about making sure you have a landing page. Okay. Making sure you have a landing page, you know, perhaps specifically for Instagram. This is why a lot of people have these link trees and they have their customized link pages. Um, because Instagram only allows us one link in our bio. So we create customized pages so that, you know, we can send audience members to where they need to go. Because if you have nowhere to send them to, and you're just keeping them at the fun- top of the funnel, maybe they lose interest. Or maybe um, you, they said so much that you never took them anywhere else. You never interacted with them. You never had any further questions. I told, you know, I had a conversation with a colleague recently where 
and and I'll I'll link the specific podcast episode that she did where she's talking a lot about getting ghosted by prospects. Okay. Um, and my response to that is someone is, if, if they're not meant to you know work with you, I understand that. And that is very clear, but if you, but you also have to, to give, you also have to try a lot and you have to try to initiate a lot of these conversations. Um, if someone takes the time to reply to a story, I always give it a double tap on the heart. And then I always, you know, follow it up with like a quirky, depending on what the story was, right? With like a quirky comment or reply or, you know, just whatever kind of feedback based on what the story was about. And, you know, try to keep that conversation going. Um, get, you know, go, go visit their profile. One of the things that my team and I do is, Everyone that views our stories for any one of the accounts that we follow, we always go back to those accounts and we, as long as they're public, and we go ahead and we interact with that content. It's nice, you know, to know that a brand went to your personal profile and double tapped a couple of pictures, maybe left a, a comment here and there. And it's nice. And consumers, customers, um, potential clients, they like that. They like to know that the brand that they are interacting with, you know, is interacting back with them, right? So that when you do send them somewhere, you do say, by the way, we do have, if you love this piece of content, we also, we saw that you shared, um, and ta- you know, when somebody shares you on Instagram stories and then tags you, you know, go ahead and, you know, by the way, thank you so much for sharing that. Here's a discount code, one-time use, you know, Little things like this matter. And so at the bottom of the funnel, you have to have a strategy for what is next. Because if all you're doing is creating at the top of the funnel, especially content like Reels, this is not jump into Canva, create a quick graphic, take a quick picture outside, edit it in Lightroom. This is not one of those situations. This is, we're going to take 15 to 30 minutes for a very basic Reel or up to an hour to two hours, depending on how you're shooting content. Some content pieces for reels can take you many days and weeks, depending on what you're actually sharing. Okay. I had a a client recently returned from a vacate and she had been sort of um, taping different areas and different parts of our vacay. And she created this condensed, like a minute long reel for her platform of her entire vacation, but she had to spend time creating these micro pieces in order to piece it all together. And so that takes time, effort, you you know, you gotta, you gotta be creative, you know what I mean? So a lot of this goes into play. And now you're spending all this time at the top of your funnel, but you're not thinking about what you're going to do next. Okay. So people are viewing your stories. So people are engaging with your content and then what? You know, so think about the entire funnel on Instagram before you start creating content at the top because you can get stuck there (laughs) and content is fabulous and having a beautiful feed. Trust me, I am one that I love a beautiful Instagram feed and well organized and branded. Oh, it's the most best thing in the world. Trust me. So fantastic when you have a feed that's well laid out and organized. It just looks pretty. But 
we ha- are here as business owners to do business and to stay in business, we need to be profitable. And if we're not profitable, there is no point to it. Because so many people are running very expensive hobbies, very expensive hobbies. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. And the last thing you want to do is be creating content that you are not doing anything with beyond the top of your funnel. Okay. So I hope you liked this episode. Um, ended up being a little longer than expected. And I also do want to apologize for the audio. I am recording, um, from my phone. I'm not recording in the office. So I am remote right now. So I just really wanted to have this conversation with you. And I hope that you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, like always, definitely reach out to me. You can reach me at my personal Instagram account. Send me a DM there. And that is Instagram.com forward slash Stephanie V Rubio. You can also send me uh, or the team a message over on the Sober account. That's underscore S-O-B-E-R-V-E on Instagram. Or you can send us an email at hello at com. You can also submit any kind of questions and topics that you would like for me or the team to research a little bit further on and then go ahead and share an episode here on the Silver Lounge podcast. Thank you for spending your morning with me and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye.